JJ. Without further ado, please come up. This is an incredible man, and I don't say that lightly. Um, I've had the privilege of walking with JJ for a number of years. I've seen what God has done in his life. This man has steel in his bones. <laughs> He's a man who's willing to run 100 miles and train for that, willing to go through pain, willing to go through so much and give himself to such a difficult task. And I've been privileged and witness to what God has done in this man's life. And I honestly, without a shadow of a doubt, so you will be encouraged by what he has to share today. Open your hearts to what he has to share. And Father, we just lift JJ up before you now. We thank you for the preparation. We thank you for the dedication that has gone into preparing this message. Holy Spirit, would you anoint his lips? Would you infuse every single word with power and authority? We're excited about what you have done and are doing and going to do in JJ and Dot's life and their family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Wayne. Good morning, church. It's actually um, a relief to say good morning because this whole week I've been saying good morning, church, to a wall or to a mirror. So it's actually a relief to finally say good morning, church. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a privilege for me to be able to have this opportunity and share what God has revealed to me and placed in my heart. And my encouragement this morning is just for you to have a greater revelation of who Jesus is. My hope and prayer is that you will have a fire and a desire, a new fire, a new desire to wanting to pursue God more in a deeper way, in a more personal way. And um, yeah, I mean, everyone that shared the word this morning, I was just like, my wife and I were like nudging each other and we're like, the preacher's just happening right here this morning. Um, and it's amazing to see how faithful God is and to see um, what God has placed on our heart to see it being affirmed this morning with uh, the words everyone has given. Um, so yeah, this morning I'm going to speak about the pursuit of Christ. Uh, a couple of weeks ago in the story of Paul's conversion, we saw how Paul on his road to Damascus encountered Jesus and was completely transformed. Um, and Paul said that this transformation was not of man, but the revelation of Jesus Christ. And through this revelation, Paul gave his life to Jesus um, and he was completely transformed, and he pursued the knowledge of Christ through a personal relationship with Jesus. And this transformation, this knowledge of Jesus, did not just equip Paul, but sustained him through his ministry. So this morning, we're going to go through the book of Philippians, and we're going to see in, um, in Scripture where it teaches us the, the next four things that I felt that God has placed on my heart for you to, this morning, is who is Jesus? The pursuit of Christ, Christ-likeness, being transformed, and we're all being called to be the lights in the world. So if you can go in your Bibles and turn to Philippians 2, verse 6 to 11, please. So who is Jesus? The best place to look is in the Bible first. <laughs> so Philippians 2, verse 6 to 11 says, Who? Though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. 
Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It is important that we know, understand, and believe who Jesus Christ is. He came to give life. He came to save you. This Jesus, the Son of God, who was there on creation day, He humbled Himself, came to earth in human form, not counting equality with God, and He took on all of our sin. Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin and guilty for everything that we have done and what we are doing. I know... This one afternoon, I was sitting there, and I had this revelation of actually what happened to Jesus. Jesus Christ took all my insecurities. He took, out, he took um, all of my self-centeredness, my hatred, my drug and alcohol addictions, my lustful lifestyle. Jesus took all of that upon himself, and he died for my sins. And he didn't just die for our sins. But Jesus was forsaken by his Father for what we have done. Now, Jesus, knowing that this was going to happen, knowing the will of God, he still came to earth in a human form. And as a human, he took on all of this. Why? Because he loves us. Jesus loves us and he wants us. He wants to save us. He wants to give you life. So Jesus came and he took on all of that and he died the worst death imaginable, being forsaken by his Father. But he knew, he knew that God will resurrect him, that God will restore everything, that God will save all of us. He was obedient, um, so he was obedient in that. And his blood that he shed for us was for the forgiveness of our sins. Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection, redeemed us and reconciled us before God. Through repentance, he gives you new life. He clothes you in His righteousness. That righteousness that gives you access to the throne room of God. That makes you sons and daughters of the Most High God. It makes you joint heirs of the kingdom of heaven. So who is Jesus? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the risen King, the Son of God. He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. Jesus Christ is God. He came to save. He came to give life. He came and he brought you freedom. He gave assurance of eternal life. Jesus Christ is the starting point of our faith. Knowing and believing who Jesus is, it naturally leads you into wanting to know him more. This is an ongoing work of spiritual growth, finding our ultimate satisfaction in seeking a personal relationship with Jesus. The pursuit of the knowledge of Christ leads to a greater revelation of who he is. Our hearts and our minds align not just to the world, but it aligns to his heart and mind. We start to think the way he thinks, thinks, feel the way he feels. We do what he wants us to do and what he did. Our identity in Christ and our calling and purpose becomes more clearer the more we pursue a personal relationship with Jesus. 
This revelation of Jesus transforms us into his likeness. If you can turn to Philippians 2, verse 1 to 5, and then after that I'm going to go into Philippians 4, 8 to 9. Philippians 2, verse 1 to 5 says, So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy yeah, com uh, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you not only look to his own interests, but to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Not yours within the world, or yours within your job, or yours within your investments. It's yours within Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verse 8 to 9. It says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. It is in Christ, and practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I mean, what an amazing promise that is. How we think influences the way we understand and discern God's word and the world around us. Where do you go for wisdom and advice? What influences your thinking throughout the day? Who do you imitate in life? I know I've made the biggest mistake for putting my identity into wanting to become an MD. A couple of years ago, I went to uh, my managing director and um, I just asked him, like, you got the car, you got the house, you got the business, you got the money, what must I do? So I got a lot of self-help books and videos that I needed to look at. Um, and he said to me that I need to sacrifice everything in life. I need to bulldoze every, everyone and all my competitors and peers uh, uh, in front of me. And I need to work harder than anyone else. And I will start making the money and I can buy what I want and have what I want. So I did endure on this wonderful journey of uh, <laughs> being selfish, self-centered, I worked 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Did I get the money? Yes, I did. My money just, my salary just went up and up and up. I climbed the corporate ladder, but I became lonely. Why? Because it was all about myself. Only I could fix things. Only I could do, uh, I could change things around. And I was chasing all these worldly and fleshly things. I found out that this boss of mine's marriage was on the rocks. He had no relationships with his children. He actually also had a nanny on the weekends just so that he doesn't have to look after his kids. Yes, he had all the money. Yes, he pleased all the people. But he ran away on his business trips because he just didn't want to face home. He was on chronic medication. He was depressed and he was an alcoholic. And that's where I put my identity in. This morning, we sang and we heard about a Savior that died for us to give us life because He loves us. Who in your life that is influenced your thinking right now would do that for you? 
Our Savior that died for us and gave us life, He promised us eternal life. It's a promise. It's an assurance. If you give your life to Jesus, He gives you eternal life. Who on earth can promise you that? Now I go to Jesus for advice and for wisdom. I follow the ways that Jesus did things in the Bible. I seek him in a personal manner to lead and guide me how to act, how to do things. I testify to you this morning that I have more joy in my life. No matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, I have a joy. Why? Because there's freedom and peace that surrounds me in Jesus Christ. I've got purpose in life now, and I've got, expect, uh, I've got expectation every time, wherever I go, I've got expectation that God will be there, that God is for me, that God is with me. The Bible says that the God of peace will be with me if I practice these things. Just to mention, I've got a beautiful wife and three lovely daughters that fills me every single way, in every single way. But most importantly, I know that I am a son of God and I have an assurance of eternal life. My purpose now has become Jesus. He is my purpose. His plans became my plans. His thinking and the way he does things became mine. And his love became, oof, his love became my love. We should both we should imitate both the mindset and the actions of Jesus Christ. And the Bible is full of these examples. I want to encourage you, wherever you are in your devotions, find the, the characteristics of Jesus Christ in the Word. There are so many of them. Now, I don't want you to go and try and take on all of them because you are going to fail every single time. But take one or two and ask the Holy Spirit for that to grow fruit in you so that you may bear those good fruits. If we just look in Philippians 2, it says, do nothing from selfish ambition and be humble. Meditate on that in the day. Meditate on trying not to be selfish and to be humble in everything that you do. The more we pursue the knowledge of Christ and to be like Christ, the more we become like Christ, the more we are transformed into Jesus. Paul says, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Not just the God of peace, but His peace. His peace that surpasses all understanding that guards your heart and your mind. No matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, whether it's good or bad, the peace of God will be with you and it is a promise in the Word of God. From seeking Christ's likeness, we, be, we, we are transformed into who He is. If we can please turn to Philippians 3, verse 7 to 15. We're going to start with verse 7. We're going to look at the life of Paul, how we're going to look at his transformation. Because being imitators of Christ, we are transformed into who Jesus is. And Josh, a couple of weeks ago, shared so powerfully this transformation of Paul. And I felt just to share this part again. Philippians 3 verse 7, it says, But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. 
Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus, uh, uh, Christ Jesus, my, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share, and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Michael Eaton um, in the branch described Paul's transformation this way that I want to share with you guys. He says, Paul is willing to give up every possible advantage, every distinction that gets him recognition in the eyes of others, if only he gets to know Christ. It is Paul's greatest joy, the marvel of having personal contact with the most glorious man who ever lived, the Son of God who is still man at the right hand of, of the Father. What earthly glory can possibly outshine the wonder of knowing the Son of God in a personal manner? This personal knowledge of Jesus brings with it salvation and power. It brings forgiveness of sin. It brings deep wells of joy. It brings purpose in life and expectation of glory. Every blessing God has for us is tied up in the experience of knowing His Son. Paul goes on to say in Philippians 3 from verse 12, Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul is pressing on and in with Jesus, because the more he presses on and in with Jesus, the more he's becoming like Jesus. The more we press on and in, the more we understand who we are in Jesus. Our minds and our hearts align to his heart and mind. The more confident and the more bolder we are in our walk, in our faith. We are equipped for our calling in every circumstance, in every situation that we are in. The more you press in and on with Jesus, the less the fleshly and worldly things appeal to you, influences you, and tempts you. Paul is not aimlessly running this race, but he's running it straight towards the goal that Christ set before him. He's not recklessly throwing punches, but he's aiming his punches as to win this fight. He lives a life of great purpose with deep wells of joy and expectation of glory, with the highest possible goal to get to the end, having done the most he possibly can to bear good fruit. For me, that is a picture of Jesus, doing everything he can to bear good fruit. And he does it in service of others. For others to see this glorious Son of God who came down, our Savior, to die for our sins, to save us, 
to save everyone in the bondage that they are currently in this dark, dark world where God is calling us to be the light of the world. We know, we know now who Jesus is, the Son of God, the starting point of our faith. We move into pursuing His likeness, the knowledge of Jesus Christ, into being transformed into His likeness. We now go into being called to be the lights of the world. Because in pursuing who Jesus is, we can't just sit with that with ourselves. We need to go share that with the world so that the people can experience what we are experiencing. If you can turn your Bibles to Philippians 2, verse 12 to 18. I'm just going to grab a sip here. It says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. It is God that works within you. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and a twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life. So that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and I rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. Working out your salvation is taking responsibility for your own life and how you live your life. Our relationship with Christ leads to action, from our new identity to our new choices, from God's love to love for others, from the inner work of the Spirit to the outer work of what is true, honorable, excellent, and worthy of praise. We've been called to be the lights in the world holding fast to the word of life. The word of life is Jesus. The word of life is the gospel of Jesus, holding, holding on to the word, word of God and being the lights in the world. This world is a dark world. People are suffering. People are in fear and in anxiety. People are uh, struggling with addictions and depression. And Christ wants to live within us and shine his goodness, his life into these situations. His freedom. He wants to bring freedom when there, where there's fear. He wants to bring peace where there's anxiety. Jesus wants us to be his hands and feet, shine his light out there in this world so that others can be saved, so that others can know Christ the way we know Christ. We move from knowing Jesus Christ as the starting point of our faith into a pursual to know him better from a personal perspective, a seeking a personal relationship to know Jesus more. We are transformed into his likeness and called to be the lights in the world. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the author and the, and the perfecter of our faith. I just was thinking this morning, he doesn't just produce the desires of the heart, but he produces the work as well. 
He doesn't want you just to uh, desire the calling, but He wants you to live it out. Jesus came not to condemn, but He came to give life, and to give life abundantly. My encouragement to you this morning is, seek a personal, deeper relationship with Jesus. Pursue Him in everything that you are, that you are doing. Let go of all the earthly things that is consuming your time every day for you to get to Jesus. We will always have this excuse in saying, but oh, I, just, I didn't have time for Jesus, but I could scroll through Facebook for two and a half hours. Go to where, if I can put it in this way, go to the one who gave his life to save you, to give you life. And not to the things that is going to bring you destruction and cause death. We have been called to be the lights in this world. We've been called to be Christ's hands and feet. And I encourage you all, seek the knowledge of Christ so that you are equipped and continue the pursuit of the knowledge of Christ so that you are sustained in your walk with Him.